Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome back. We're 14 away from 9 and Smithy will be coming up shortly. But before then, we're going to cross over the UK and chat to Chris Foy from the Daily Mail because there's plenty going on up there in England regarding the rugby football team. How you going, Chris? Good morning to you. Good evening to morning, you, Eddie, though. Yes, there is definitely plenty going on. <laughs> well, the data is showing, um, Chris, that something's not quite right there. Look, talk me through this little uh, going on with Steve Borthwick over there. Has he just lost the plot? Um, uh, what, what, what's the data? I'm slightly concerned you've, <laughs> you've caught me out here. I was actually just doing a piece today about all the data, which is not my normal area to wade through. Lots of numbers and lots of adding up, which um, I'm not too keen yes. on. And, uh, so he's, and, and it does he's come out. show that they, they attacked a little bit more. Which is um, you know pleasant to see. Well, he's he's kind of just uh, I'll put it in the context. He's coming down. He's saying the the data hasn't been quite right in terms of defenders beaten, uh, tackle mate. Their their scrum success is around eighty five percent. So he's blamed it pretty much on Eddie Jones, and and it's Eddie Jones's fault because he's taken over from a team that's lacking in the data department. <laughs> That, that was very interesting on Saturday, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, we had had private conversations with the England uh, hierarchy, shall we say, in, in recent weeks where uh, we'd sort of got, got the sense that they were thinking that way, but nothing had been said publicly. And then after the game on Saturday, as if to put in context what they'd been dealing with, Steve Borthwick was then quite open in saying, basically, he just said, the team I inherited couldn't do anything well, so I'm starting mm. from scratch, was essentially the point. Now, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I take that with a certain pinch of salt. A lot of these guys mm. have played together mm. for many, many years. They know what they're doing. They're good players. That's why they're there. There's a certain amount of coach speak. In other words, give me a bit of breathing space here. You know, I've got a big job on my hands and I need you to... You know, let me do it in, with a bit of peace and quiet. But at the same time, he's got a point in that they were a bit of a state in the autumn. Mm. Chris, he, mm. he, he has inherited a part of a, a team. You know, like you've got to stamp your mark on it and you will give him a little bit of leeway on it. What is wrong with the selections up there at the moment? He's basically saying that, that this team that he's got is not good enough to win games. I think there is a team in there waiting to get out. There's a few things. I mean, look, the, the, the overwhelming focal point of debate up here continues to be around uh, Marcus Smith at 10, Owen Farrell at 12. And essentially, Owen Farrell is not a test 12. He is a fly half operating at 12. And 
sometimes the two playmaker model has worked for them in the past when it was Ford and Farrell, and I think they are trying to sort of crowbar the two of them into the team. It was it, it, it was the approach they went with last week, and you know the attack was better. It functioned better. There were some nice moments. Things started to knit together well, and actually, from a Kiwi perspective, Nick Evans is seen as having had a a decent impact already behind the scenes uh, in that regard. But I think there's still an overwhelming feeling that a lot of people think they should pick one of Smith and Farrell. And Farrell is the captain, so it's probably him. And build a proper midfield, a conventional midfield with a big heavy carrier at 12 and someone, uh, another ball player at 13. So uh, I think a lot of people will be quite mm. interested this week. We've just been told that uh, Henry Slade is fit again. And what that does is it opens up the possibility of them considering Farrell at 10, Tuolangi back in at 12 and Slade at 13. I'm not saying that is what they will do, but it's certainly on the table again. That that to me, just that, that is a more threatening backline if I've ever seen one. I was looking up to face kids, Manu, and he is devastation. He is devastating on his day. Just just on the public, the, the, the Twickenham faithful, uh, I've heard whispers and rumours that they're getting sick of it. They've had enough. What is the sense and what is the feeling on the ground over there at the U- in the UK at the moment? They'd certainly had enough by the end of the autumn. Like yeah, the, mm. the last game in November. Uh, I mean, you know, there was a bit of a false picture with the fight back against the All Blacks when they sort of came back from a seemingly lost cause and at least got a draw. But then the the game against South Africa, that was the real tipping point. They were booed off. It was seen as having had a big impact on the RFU hierarchy. They all sat there looking down on this scene of the team being booed off by a very loyal crowd and probably thinking enough is enough. And once they got into review mode, it felt like they'd already made their mind up and it was a sort of done deal. Now, it it, it does feel very different now. I think the crowd turned Mm. up for the Scotland game in, in sort of quite optimistic spirits and was sort of hoping for a real bounce back performance. Now, to a degree, some elements of how England played gave them that, but in the end, they lost the game. And it should never be acceptable for an, uh, for an England team to be losing at home against Scotland or, or, or other sides, you know, m- most other sides, to be honest. So I, I think the crowd are with them at the moment. They're sort of keen to embrace this new era, um, but it won't take long until there's grumbles again. And and also because I think they're going to be quite pragmatic. They're going to kick a lot. They're going mm. to play a territorial game and attack when the chances arise higher up the pitch. And that's fine if you strip it back and play quite a basic game as long as you do it well and you win. If you don't, and it's not always, if it's not always entertaining, people will lose patience if the wins aren't coming too. So... Uh, at the moment, I'd say it's it's fairly upbeat. People want it to work. Beautiful. Well, you got an opportunity this week up against an unpredictable Italian team, and I don't want to say it, but if worse comes to worse, oh, we'll chat next week, all right? We'll get you on Monday if um, Italian do the unthinkable. We don't want that, Chris Foy. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, Izzy, Oof. you're lying. What do you mean we don't want that well, to happen? <laughs> I do 100% I want that to happen But they got the reinforcements come back On Farrell going back to 10 has to happen We spoke about it earlier on in the show Has and, to happen And Nick Evans is part of the coaching structure I, f- I figured that Yeah, yep. yep. Nick Evans, snap they call him over there He's part of the coaching team with Ken Simfield and that. So 
They got a little Kiwi influence. Yeah, Gats at, Gats at Wales, Nick Evans at England, Brad Moore at Scotland. What a, what a, it's what are Ireland, France missing? I think Italy have got a Kiwi in there, don't they? So, boy, there's Kiwis everywhere. It's, you're missing a trick. You should be over there coaching. <laughs> I'll never coach, mate. Everyone asks me that. You've got to love the game. I don't love the game. Yeah, I enjoy watching it. Yeah, this is Ken Bennett <laughs> for breakfast on SCNZ. When we come back, the Doyen Ian Smith joins us ahead at nine o'clock.